Have you ever looked in the mirror and thought you'd be further along financially by now? If so, you're not alone. Many people find themselves wanting to ditch their nine to five, wishing they had more time with their family. What most people want is to simply live the life that they choose and with plenty of money to do so. The good news is you can live an abundant life through apartment investing. Mark and Tamil Kenny with Think Multifamily help you take back the time and freedom so that you can live free from the stresses that burden so many. Through multifamily investing, they teach you how to set your family up for a lifetime of true success and fulfillment. They have helped hundreds of people just like you. Patrick, for example, who since working with Think Multifamily has purchased over 900 units with another 850 under contract. And at 27 years old, was able to quit his demanding job in corporate America. Regardless of your age or profession, Think Multifamily can help you create the life of your dreams. As hosts of the new Think Multifamily podcast, Mark and Tamil will walk you through the journey step-by-step to make sure you are completely set up for success. Through this interview-style podcast, you will gain a proven strategic apartment investing system and hear stories from successful investors, all to help you be light years ahead of those who try to do it alone. Subscribe to the Think Multifamily podcast today at thinkmultifamily.com forward slash podcast. It's time for the Creative Real Estate Podcast, your source for out-of-the-box real estate investing strategies brought to you by realbluespruce.com. Welcome back to the Creative Real Estate Podcast. I am your host, Adam A. Adams. We are talking about the five ways to make money in multifamily. I gave you so many huge nuggets when we were talking about forced appreciation. Now it's time to talk about another kind of appreciation, the second way we make money in multifamily, and that is natural appreciation. As I've shared with you before, there's something that I learned when I was at my university many, many, many years ago while I owned my first commercial apartment building. When I was running that first commercial apartment building, I learned something from my professor at the school. And what that was, was supply and demand. And, And at first, He thought he was so clever talking about supply and demand. And I was like, I don't get it. I don't get how you can make it sound so simple that everything about value is placed between the supply and the demand. And he thought it was so clever and so easy, but I wasn't getting it. So I will assume that a couple of people listening are like I was way back then when I was like, so how does, just because you have more supply, supply can't necessarily mean that the price goes down. Just because there's more demand can't mean that you can just raise the prices. And he thought it was so simple, but you know what? He was right. He was absolutely right. I have noticed that when, uh, when it's hard to get metal, when it's hard to get wood, because of things like the hurricane that comes through and all of this wood is being diverted to Florida because it's a catastrophe or, or Texas, all this wood is being con- converted or, or transported, not, from, not to all of these other places, that, not to everywhere in the, in the world evenly. It's going and being distributed heavily to the places 
like Louisiana when they are getting a giant flood. And but I still get affected. I come up to I come up to the Home Depot cash register and I want to buy wood and last week it was $3.50 and today it's $7.50 for the same piece of wood and I'm like there's no way that is more than a 100% markup that it was just a week ago and they say well here's the thing we only are supplying a small amount of this here at this Home Depot because there's such a bad thing happening on the other side of the country and so we have to raise our rents. Metal is getting more difficult to find so there's less supply, there's a high demand, so all of a sudden they're going to raise the rent, the raise the prices on metal or on things like this. Now, supply and demand, I have learned over the last several years that it really is as simple as my my teacher, my professor was trying to share with me. That's all it is when it comes to making sure that you understand how much something's going to cost. If you have 10 people on the same block trying to sell a three-bed, two-bathroom house, you're going to start having a bidding war downward. And as it's going to go down and down and down. And, and the, the couple of people that need a three-bedroom, two-bath house on that street right now are going to have so many choices that they're going to drive the prices down. But when there's only one house on the block available and 50 people need that house, the prices are going to be driven up. It's all about supply and demand. As you've heard me share before, they have stopped making land centuries ago. They decided, you know what, let's just not make any more land, okay? It wasn't a conscious decision. It was perhaps something divine. There was only a certain amount of land, and humans started building on it, and they, they started having babies and building more on it, and they started having babies and building more on it, and there was a time in this world where land was so uh, readily available that places in some parts of the country actually gave you the land for free. To, so if you, if you were going to be a farmer, if you wanted to come across, they would just give you that land for free. Land that today would be worth millions and millions and millions of dollars, they used to give away for free because there was so much supply and very little demand. Nowadays, it's a little bit different. They have, we have noticed that population is ever increasing. Population is getting to be such a problem in China that they actually have laws around how many children you are allowed to have. They are currently, or they were having the last time I checked, one baby. They can only have one baby. So it's sad that sometimes when, uh, when in China, some, uh, a couple is pregnant with their second child, one of two things often happens. They will either have to send that baby overseas or they abort the baby. So things have, have gotten so bad 
where they're, they have uh, built so vertically, they can't fit anybody else. It's so populated, so densely populated, that this rule has been there for a long, long time, and it's still growing. Very interesting, still, still growing. Here in uh, the U.S., where I live in Denver, Colorado, or at least I live close to there, I live in Conifer, up in the mountains of, of Colorado, people are continuing to buy more land and build more properties to live on and build more properties to ha- rent out spaces for, for people to work. All right, so more and more land is getting taken over because they continue to have more and more babies. Land is not going out of style. They're not making any more of it, but since they are, we are continuing to grow and populate the planet. The cost to get a piece of land is taking more and more dollars out of our pocket to acquire something like that. And as this happens, multifamily especially is in very high demand. We mentioned in another episode how the baby boomers want to live in multifamily, how the uh, millennials want to live in multifamily, and how sadly the Gen X might be having to be forced to live in multifamily, even though it seems to be the last place they'd want to be, because the demand is always, always, always increasing, and they're not making any more supply for this land. So natural appreciation has been able to push up and up and up at a very normal level. Uh, Of course, everything kind of goes up and sideways, up and sideways, down a tiny bit, um, up a lot, sideways for a while. But overall, real estate seems to be one of the most steady asset classes when it comes to growth in the world. With that said, we're going to move on to a very interesting uh, way that we make money in multifamily. And it's not going to sound like you're making money when I say the word, but you'll notice that it's something that many, many, many high income earners need. It's called depreciation, and I'll get into the details of it on the next episode. I hope you'll accept my invitation to come to the Raising Money Summit by going to RaisingMoneySummit.com. Check out the speaker lineup. Check out the already amazing ticket prices that we have, and grab your discount for it as well. Just put in podcast. So that's your promo code. That's your discount code. I definitely want to see you there October 3rd, 4th, and 5th. Hey, this is Matt Terrio of Epic Real Estate, and I've had this date marked on my calendar for a really long time. I'm looking forward to coming to Denver in October to share my secrets to raising private capital. I've raised millions using three specific, small, simple little questions that anyone can use, and I'm not going to hold anything back. If you're there, you're going to know them, and you'll be able to raise millions too. Hi, I'm Julian Sidoti from one of the top syndication law firms in the country, Trowbridge Sidoti, crowdfundinglawyers.net. And there's a massive controversy going on right now in the world of raising private money. And that has to do with using your network to raise money for you. I see a lot of people doing this. I get a lot of phone calls about it. And a lot of people are doing it wrong. I want you to do it right. I want you to do it right. I want you to raise more money than you ever have before. And I want you to use your network. So I'm going to teach you how to rock your network 
for your money raising. You will raise more money this year than you ever have before if you follow what I tell you October 3rd through the 5th at the annual Raising Money Summit. It's in Denver. You need to join us. The annual Raising Money Summit, October 3rd through 5th. And I'm going to teach you how to rock your network to raise more money than you ever have before. Hey, this is Jason Yerusi of the Yerusi Holdings. Excited for the Raising Money Summit coming up in October. It's going to be an awesome event. I'm going to be there giving you the four hurdles that you need to make sure you're surpassing so you can raise millions of dollars this next year from passive investors. It's going to be breaking down what I've done on past deals and how I use it going forward on all my future deals to make sure that I'm aligning with my past investors. Looking forward to it.